Need a break from the horrifying reality of real life? Well, do we have a sexy deal for you. Go to adamandeve.com and use our special code HORROR for 50% off almost any item and free shipping. That's H-O-R-R-O-R at checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Order now and get ready to... Jellicle cats and jellicle hosts. Jellicle <laughs> Sam is one of the hosts. Allie's one of the other hosts. Jellicle coasts. Jellicle moms and jellicle dads. Jellicle cats and jellicle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to I'm Horrified. Woo! Woo! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, you guys. So we took a couple weeks off. Yep. It was the holidays. Decided not to do a Christmas episode this year because last year we did a Christmas episode and a New Year's episode. It was too much going on. Too much for us. Um, and, and then we were going to record a different episode today, what could be called a real episode, but instead what we did was watch um, the Oscar-nominated, I assume... I can only assume. <laughs> ...film Cats and got drunk. In the theaters. <laughs> we went to brunch. Well, we got th- drunk and then we watched cat in, Cats in the theaters. Well, I was still drinking. I was also. I bought a bunch of tiny wines and I brought them into the theater illegally. Do not tell the Boston Common AMC. Don't tell them that. Don't call them. And we still have some tiny ones left over. Hey, clink. All right. <laughs> so this is our New Year's Eve drunk episode. Congrats. We are not going to go quite as hard no. as we did last, last time, year. We did bad last time. Last year was an, a very poor medical choice on our part. Yeah. We used to be young and beautiful and <laughs> able to hold our alcohol with the best of them. And much like last year, it's we're a Sunday. We're not able to Why do, do we it keep anymore. Doing this? Yeah, Why we're do we not, keep drinking on a Sunday? We're just not strong enough. <sighs> so we're, we're inebriated, mm-hmm. but can speak in full sentences. Absolutely. I have a cold. So yeah. I'm on that sweet, like, day quill, tiny champagne kick. As Absolutely. I want, all, blah, 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 blah. I want all of you to be. <laughs> we're not gonna edit it. We're just gonna keep we're, going. Again, we're just much like last year's New Year's app. We're just gonna kind we're of. We're just gonna keep forging this ahead. It's gonna be very stream of consciousness. But what we thought you guys might want, since I did a, a segment earlier this year, the last year, on cats. In preparation for the film. We thought you might want to hear about us talk about the film. Yes. So this will be kind of like, I want to say it's a mini-sode, but we could talk for 40 minutes about cats. It might be a major-sode. I don't if know we just how long it's going to be. But we have no conscience. We did not write anything down. Let's say it's a mini-sode. All we're going to say is that we just saw it. Like, we're, we're yeah. fresh off the theater. We got home and we put on the mic. So here's what we did. We took eight of our closest friends... <laughs> We went to brunch. Yes. We had a very large Italian brunch. With $2 mimosas. $2 mimosas. What a deal. Great deal. Bad choice for us. But we we had some of those, and then we had those tiny wines. Mm -hmm. We saw this film in its entirety Mm -hmm. with Kith and Kin Mm -hmm. there to support us through it. Yeah. So I don't think we should talk about our opinions yet. Let's just cover some ground. Okay. Sam, can you, as the best summarizer I know... Thank you so much. Tell the good people... You've already done this, Mm -hmm. but if you're just keying in, try to keep it short. What is the plot of Cats? All right, well, I can absolutely keep it short. (laughs) Because none of us really know. Because it's, um, it's both very simple and very complicated. The plot of Cats 2019, Mm -hmm. this film adaptation, basically, is that there is a beautiful young cat, and her name is Victoria... 
and she's thrown in a bag from a car. Mm-hmm. That's our opening shots. Then a cat comes out and he's like, are you blind when you're born? Uh, and from there, it gets even crazier. Basically, the cats are like, tonight our leader decides who's going to die. A bunch of cats perform for the opportunity to be dead. Um, and then there's one bad cat who disappears. He wants to die the most. So he's like, I'm going to be the one who dies. I'm sorry, I'm cutting in. No, that's I'm okay. going to be the one who dies. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is take all the cats who are competing. To die. Who are the best. Because I don't want any competition. I'm going to throw them on a ship barge. Yep. So that just means, we can talk about this later. But so, so basically just pure plot. The evil cat is kidnapping cats who want to die and putting them on a boat. Um, the way that you die is to sing for it. Yes. And so, uh, for a moment it looks as if the evil cat might win, but then Judy Dench cat, who is the, um, leader of the cats, says, you'll never win. Then- This is Idris Elba that she's saying this to. Yes. Then Jennifer Hudson cat comes in, and she's like, touch me, it's so easy to leave me, alone <laughs> with the memory. Judy Dench cat is like, you're dead, baby. <laughs> oh, my face in the sun. It's beautiful. It's much more beautiful than that. It's truly moving. I remember some people were laughing during it. I was like, shut up. It's beautiful. <laughs> I loved the person. There was someone like a row down from us and they said like, this would be a great performance if she wasn't a cat. <laughs> isn't isn't like, that the thing? Wow. That's isn't everything. That the thing about it? So anyway, Jennifer Hudson cat gets to die. And then um, they all talk about how to greet a cat. And that's the end of the musical. Yeah. And and going through that, trying to have like kind of nubile ears <laughs> listening to that plot. That's like so unhelpful. But like yeah. we swear to God, like that's there, all there isn't is to a it. plot. Like, that's all there is to it. And the thing about it is that like, like you said, in the original musical, like McCavity, who's the bad guy, who's causing all the con, like the plot conflict is, like, way less involved. And it even less. In there's the musical. E- there's even less plot So in, in the, the movie, be- both because Idris Elba's amazing and beautiful, mm-hmm. and because they needed an actual plot line, and to get plot, you gotta have some conflict. Like, yep. they kind of upped his baddie boyness. They sure did. Um, and made him more of a, uh, of a conflictive figure. That's not a word. Conflictive? That's not, that's not a word. How would I spell it? If you can spell it, then it's a word. Conflictive. That's not true. <laughs> I could spell it. Spell it for me. C-O-N-F-L-I-C-T-I-V-E. Yeah, conflictive. That's I don't think that that's a word, though. I think that that's how you tell what a word is. I think I just said it with confidence, and that's why you think it's a word, but I don't think it's a word. All I'm saying is Idris Elba looks naked in a lot of He does. Like, he's in this, like, cool coat, and I'm, I'm like, he looks really cool, even for, like, yeah, a Yeah, he's CGI got this cat. big, weird hat. And, and then coat. there's a scene where he's just a cat. And they cat. didn't CGI him enough, so he just looks like a naked Idris Elba. No one's complaining. That, but no, it just but looked I am odd. Like, he it looks, just was very weird. He looks too muscular under his cat hair. They didn't hide his That's actual true. body well they, enough. They, he just looked like a, a naked man, which, again, like, we should all be so lucky. Yeah, um, it's fine. But because context. it was kind of cat-y, I couldn't enjoy it the way I would normally enjoy a naked Idris Elba. Do you think the way he, any of us would. Do you think he and Taylor Swift had sex? Because Taylor Swift's character... No, I don't think so. Bombalerina. Kind of in this adaptation works as a hype man. She's like her his Harley Quinn. Yeah, she very much is. She sings one song. She kind of gets poofed around with him. Um, you kind of tell that they're like palling around yeah. a little bit. 
So I think like McCavity and Bombalina. Oh, are you fuck. saying that? But no, I'm saying. No. Do you think Taylor Swift and Idris Elba? No, I don't think so. I know she's with somebody, but if you had the opportunity with Idris Elba, like, isn't he married? If you had the opportunity with Idris Elba. No, but I don't think he'd give her the opportunity. Fair enough. I think he would just be like, "Oh, you're sweet." Like yeah, he just wouldn't. Enough. He would just think of her as like a child. Yeah. And would just be like, ah. Should like, we? <laughs> should we? Okay, I see a couple paths that our conversation can take. Yeah, we did not do any planning. Should we start with the presentation of the cats, the CGI fur, or should we start with the celebrity performances and how we would rate them? Let's talk about plot choices first. Okay. And then we can talk about individual performances. Absolutely. So here's a couple things yes. that I clocked. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, they did some cuts of the songs that didn't make sense. Yep. So, like, there's a, there's a great song. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not great. I would argue it's the worst song. There's one continue. song called The Naming of the Cats. Which, if I remember correctly, in our last episode about cats, I specifically said this was the worst song. It's very spooky. They whisper. There's this excellent song, The Naming of the Cats. Mm-hmm. They do part of it, but the whole point is, um, when you're a cat, you have three different names. And totally pointless. Like, yeah. it, there's no use to this song. No. It's just, like, you have a, a name that the family knows, mm-hmm. and then you have a crazy name, and then there's a name that only the cat knows, mm-hmm. and they'll never confess what that name is to you. And I guess it's just to be, like, cats have deep interpersonal lives. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, they say explicitly, like, if you see a cat, like, staring off in the distance, it's probably thinking about its name. Yeah. Which is also true of me. Whenever I'm, I space out, I'm just thinking, like, Samantha. Sam. Samantha. Samantha. I'm Samantha. <laughs> um, yeah, but so basically they're like, did you know that cats have three different names? And then they're like, some cats have names like James or something else. Mm-hmm. And then they just, the song cuts off. And I'm, everyone, <laughs> not everyone, me, I was like, well, then what are the other names? Yeah. I mean, I know, but they don't know. No. And I was just like, why did you have that in there? Like, it feels like Tom Cooper was just like, oh, we'll keep some of this one in. We'll keep some of that one yeah. in. The Cats fans will get mad if we cut the naming of the cats. The other thing I thought was annoying is that the two fat cat characters mm-hmm. only just fell and ate. Yeah. That's the all whole time, did. which is a problem with, like, fat characters in general. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, constantly tipping over, like, yeah. a, like, a boat. But it was especially bad, I thought, with this, because, like, they both, like, very specifically, like, multiple times the joke was, like, they fell over. Yeah, and I was multiple like, times. I was I'm like, like, it's just not funny anymore. And, like, in the musical, there's more jokes to both of them. We're talking about Jenny Anydots and Bustopher Jones, for Obviously. those who are real cats purists. Keep up. Like, they are both meant to be silly cats, but, like, the joke of them is not, maybe Bustopher Jones, but the joke of them is not necessarily that they are fat. Like, the joke of Jenny Anydots is that, like, she's lazy and then she, and has, then this, she's she like has this crazy stuff in the night. Very active. Yeah. And then the joke of Bustopher Jones is that he's, like, seemingly very fancy, but he's actually a cat. Yeah, and he eats, like, trash. Yeah. And Rebel Wilson is one, and James Corden. James Corden is the other. James Corden, I think, was very funny, mm-hmm. because he's very funny. Like, he did his best with it. But especially Jenny Anydots, and especially, like, with fat women in movies, mm-hmm. it's always, like, like, in, I can't even count how many Melissa McCarthy movies where it's just, like, her tripping over something and falling down a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's, that's the, joke. the joke. And Melissa McCarthy's, like, extremely funny yeah. as an actor. And I'm like... Just give her something else. Yeah. Like, there's there's more that you could be doing than that. So that bothered me. 
Mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? What else? You got anything? I thought that they um they said that Mr. Mistopheles was actually magic too early. Because um I don't remember. Again, I mentioned this, I think, in my original talk about cats. But in Cats, there's a man. His name is Mr. Mistopheles. And they he sings a whole song about how he is magical. And he's doing, like, close-up magic. Like, he's like, oh, there's something up my sleeve. Like, oh, something disappeared in my hat. So you think to yourself, like, well, he's not actually magical. And then at the end of his song, he actually makes... He does magic. He does actual magic. And so it's a very... For me, it was a huge reveal that, oh, this cat is magical. But in the movie, he did magic during Ian McKellen's number, actual magic. So I was just like, it's not a reveal at all that he can do actual magic. I I was okay with it. I actually, I didn't know that that's what happened in the show. Yeah, in the show, it he just... So yes, I agree that that's better. But it didn't bother me that much because I thought the idea was that, like, he was like Neville Longbottom. Yes. In the movie, like, he they clearly had magic, but he was just shitty at it. Yes. And I actually was very charmed by the way they played Mr. Mistopheles. And apparently, one of the things I saw on the Wikipedia page is, like, Mr. Mistopheles was originally in the musical kind of swaggering and confident. And in this one, he's very, like, bumbling. Very like, I'm nervous. trying to do magic. And yes. it was very, I found, found very endearing. No, he was. But then he also has a weird romance subplot with Victoria that is not there in the musical. I found that charming. I didn't need it. And you didn't well, like it? Well, here's my problem with romance. You know I love a romance subplot. But the way that cats express romance is just, like, nuzzling. And I got turned off every time to human cats that's a good point that happened a lot it happened a lot once we all got into like the theatrical portion of the evening where they all went to an abandoned theater and performed their yeah like sir ian mckellen like nuzzled rebel wilson yeah i didn't need that i didn't need it nobody here asked for that no sam do you want to tell us some of the differences uh, now that we're on it yeah some of the differences between the stage version and the movie version Mm -hmm. absolutely do we put a spoiler warning Guys, if you're listening to our cat's review. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We'll put it in the description of the episode. We'll be like, spoiler warning. No, I won't. Good. I love that. Okay. (laughs) So um, I'm just going through Wikipedia, right? So um, Victoria, originally a silent ensemble cat, is now the protagonist. um, And she gets a song that is new to the musical that was written by Taylor Swift. But it's not Taylor Swift singing it. It's Victoria. And I felt bad for the um, actress playing her because she was very clearly cast because she's like a prima ballerina. And I feel like she took the role because she was like, perfect, I went up to sing. And then they were like, here's your brand new shitty song. And she was like, okay. The song was shitty, but her voice was nice. It was fine. I thought it was nice. But the song was, like, that was the time I was bored during Yeah, the song was boring. Which you should never be bored during this movie. You can be a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff can be going on, but not being bored. I have to say, I can't believe I'm defending cats, but... I have to say that I liked the choice to make Victoria the protagonist. Interesting. Because there's so little fucking thread. I know. The they had together. to give it something. It was helpful to make her like the. I don't know what's going on. The stand in. The audience. Not even for, not even for um, exposition, which mm-hmm. they did lean on that a little too much. But Victoria was like, at least we had a journey through yes. this fucking thing. Like, it wasn't just all happening at us. Yeah, that's fair. In a raucous, kind of violent way. Like, there was at least, like, her experiencing mm-hmm. it for the first time as we were. Yeah. I am fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. I was fine with that. I liked her relationship to Grizabella. Mm-hmm. Um, because it gave Grizabella a little more root yeah. in the narrative. Because I think 
for the in the in the stage version it's just like get away you ugly fucking cat <laughs> and then at the end she's like i'm gonna sing now yep i don't care what you think and in this it was like victoria encouraged her to sing because she's she has new eyes on the situation yep. and isn't judging her yeah for what had happened for her past. and i think they also i don't know if was this in the stage version that McCavity, like she kind of went with McCavity. I think it was to try to to try to make something happen, and then he kind of ruined her life. Mm -hmm. Men, men. Um, Idris Elba would never. But (laughs) Um, another change is that Monka Strap, who is narrator cat, um, he sings a lot of Rum Tum Tuggers like sidelines. He was basically the other protagonist. Yeah, he was all over the place in Old Deuteronomy and Mister Mistopheles. So that means that Rum Tum Tugger has, like, a slightly reduced role in the movie, which is weird, because Rum Tum Tugger is Jason Derulo. And Jason Derulo was great, but I, I actually make sense, because Rum Tum Tugger is kind of very silly and slapstick. Yeah. And a lot of the narrator stuff is played, like, horrifically straight. Yeah, and that I guy had think, a hard job. I think Jason Derulo was just like, nah, like, I'm not doing that part. <laughs> like, and that, like, the monk, monk strap guy... Doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. No. He's like, no, I mean, I'll do this. I'll do <laughs> like, I was a musical theater student at NYU. I'll yeah. do anything you ask. But we did. We talked about this. So, like, as McCavity is making the people who are trying to die disappear, right? The people who are trying to die is all, like, the most famous people. And so, like, they all end up just on a boat together. Which is genius because off it screen. means off screen. They don't have to be in the group numbers, which I'm sure Ian McKellen was like, I'll do this one number for you. But I'm not doing anything else. But I don't want to be in the background during Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat. Which, I mean, he should be so lucky. I know. Put your wine glass up to the mic so I can fill it. ASMR. That was for all you ASMR artists out there. Nice. Um, I love ASMR. I've said that before. But Jason Derulo is the only cat who is famous and up for elimination who doesn't get magicked into the boat uh he's around the celebrity boat and i truly believe that they were like so and then jason then we can just magic you into the celebrity boat and he was like no i want to be in the group i'd like to be in it i want to be in this movie he's really charming and he's very charming we'll save it for our celebrity reviews um, Any uh, other highlights from the from the differences? From the big changes. A lot of characters that, like, like McCavity is silent in the original thing. Like, yep. he doesn't really sing or do anything, and Idris Elba had a lot to do. He was the main antagonist. Yep. Um, and then, like, a couple, they changed. Old Deuteronomy is usually played by a man, but in this, um, he was played by Judy Dunch. So, yeah. that was Thankfully, different. Thankfully, gender's not real, so. Yeah, that was, that was an that easy was change. Lunch. And then a couple, like, songs that are always cut were cut. Bombalarina, who is um, Taylor Swift's role, she's usually just, like, a cat in the chorus who gets to sing half of McCavity and, like, a few other songs. But in this, she only sings McCavity, and she's, like, McCavity's henchwoman. And that's that song is about how sexy and cool and bad boy yeah. McCavity is. McCavity's not there. McCavity's not there. Oh, my she God. She really enjoyed that. She really enjoyed doing her English accent. Yeah, the best Thought part she was, was doing English a good job. accents people It had wasn't the worst one I heard no. at, in Cats, but it wasn't great. And her performance was fine. Should we just talk about celebrities now? Let's move on to celebrity Let's performances. Let's start with Taylor. Let's start with Taylor Swift. She sings one song, McCavity. I feel bad because I know Taylor sucks, but I'm, an, I'm a Taylor apologist. Not for the things she does actually wrong, but for a lot of her nonsense. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed her number. Yeah, she had I fun. thought it was bad, obviously, but it was just like, she was selling it, and that's one of my more liked songs in cats yes that's one of the catchier ones to me yes i thought she did an okay job i thought she did too i thought she was having fun with it 
I thought she was very smart and that she negotiated herself. Like, I will, I will be the star of one number. And then I'm out. And then I'm out. And I want that number to be towards the end of the movie. And like, I want to be hot. I yeah. want to be a hot cat. I want to be the sexiest cat you can imagine besides McCavity in the room. She was the only cat besides Jenny Any Dots to have prominent tits. Yeah. Which was, I mean, I would have worked that into my contract as well. Absolutely. I need cat boobs. The song that she wrote was not good. It was very bad to me. Um, so that's Taylor. Anything else on Taylor? Um, no. Good for you, Taylor. Um, uh, I did see, it was funny, uh, one of the reviews was saying that, like, the marketing heavily focused on Taylor Swift's role, even though she only has one number, but Taylor Swift, did. like, did not talk about this on any of her social media to promote it to her fans. Oh, boy. So I wonder if Taylor, like, saw a final cut and she was like, okay, never mind. I'll just start distancing myself. I'm just gonna myself. pretend that this isn't real. No. Which we're now doing. Yeah. After this episode, I'm gonna erase this from my mind. Mm-hmm. We're gonna eternal sunshine it out. So, she did a good job. Um, Jason Derulo did a good job. Jason Derulo was good. Yeah, he did. I think he did a good job. I think he went to, like, musical theater college. Did he really? I think he, Let me Google that That's real quick. so endearing. I really find that endearing. Let me double check. And also, we looked at that picture of his penis the other day, and that's very impressive. Beautiful. Not his actual penis. No, it's... Wouldn't do that without consent, underwear. But it's through underwear, and I think he posted it to Instagram, so... Mm-hmm. He went to the American Musical and Dramatic. Oh, he went to AMDA. <laughs> he did, didn't he? That's yeah. very endearing to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, he was very cute in this. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. And he had some, like, genuinely funny moments. The thing is that, like, there were a bunch of comedic actors mm-hmm. in this and very few genuinely funny moments, like, that they meant to be funny. And Jason Derulo gets most of them. Yeah. The funniest moment that I don't know if it was meant to be funny is uh, the whole carrot chorus is singing, like, Magical Mr. Mistopheles. And what, how does it go? He's he, it's like, Magical Mr. Well, all, all I know is that in the background, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, like riffing. A, a, he's so like high. riffing during Miss Magical Mr. Mistopheles. It was so funny, and I just found I was so charmed by it. The whole place is like a clever cat, and he's like, ah. I just love it. It was so it was funny, so great. So highly recommend Jason Derulo in this movie. What um, about Ian McKellen? <laughs> incredible work. <laughs> incredible work. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's great. He's a, a legend icon star. <laughs> He's Ian good McKellen. in everything he's ever done. I forgot he was in this. Sweet Ian McKellen. Again, very endearing. I found it very endearing. Very endearing. It's also funny because, like, in the original, like, in the version that I saw, which is, like, the rec- I've never seen the musical musical, but in the version I saw, it's, like, another character is singing most of Gus's song because Gus is so old. And then Gus is just, like, when I played the fee-fi fiddly fum or whatever that lyric is. Ian McKellen was giving us the most acting. He really was acting. Obviously. He really was. Um, so Obviously. great work, him. Dame Judi Dench um, was giving us, I'd argue, too much. She was middling for me. She, yeah, it was. It was a little. It was not. Much. It was not it for me. Um, I would say that was not it for me. Rebel Wilson was not it for me, which made me sad because I Rebel I like her in a lot of stuff. Not good in this. No, I mean, partially because the jokes that were written for her were not funny. Yeah, and partially. Just because I don't know, maybe they could have been funny. I don't. I don't know exactly who to blame for that. Yeah. I do think she's funny. I've seen her in a lot of stuff. I think yeah. she's funny, but um, it just wasn't landing for me. None of her jokes landed for me. One of them did for me, which was probably one that she riffed, which is she's talking to Monkestrap, and it's during the Rum Tum Tugger, the Jason Derulo number, and he 
is dancing around and she's like, that's not that hard. I can do that. That and, was funny. And Mocha's grandpa's like, fine, do it. And she does like the tiniest little weird dance and she's like, see, it's not hard. I did that. That was funny. And I'm <laughs> but, sure she did that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that was just a riff. Um, but it, that was the one funny joke that character had. I agree. And that disappointed me because she is funny. Yeah. And the character's supposed to be funny it's, and smart and clever and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and it just really fell flat. Also, in the stage version, that character has, like, a really fun costume, like, quick change reveal. Her costume was shitty. Yeah, it was bad. A and lot of the ba- they kept bad. having her unzip her fur to reveal a costume beneath it. But that doesn't make sense in this context because she's a cat. So she's just wearing a cat suit as a cat? That did not make sense. Although they did it twice. And I'm like, you only get a costume reveal once. once. Has anyone watched RuPaul's Drag Race Ugh. on this cast or production team? Ugh. No. Um, and then James Corden is Buster for Jones. He was fine, I thought. He was fine, I thought. He had some funny moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of blah. Yeah. But it was funny. And that Idris Elba was doing the most. And it wasn't good, but I respect him. He felt very out of place, yeah. I think, because it was very musical theatery. And so in that sense, like, James Corden was good in the way he was good in Into the Woods. Like, yeah. he just had this real kind of theatrical presence. Whereas Idris Elba is an excellent actor. Yeah. Like, so he was playing it almost too nuanced for I my know. taste. Like, yeah. I needed more of a big, bad energy. But he was, just, I'm like, you're too good for this. Yeah. Like, you're overqualified. Yeah. Like, you're overqualified for this. Um, and then Jennifer Hudson would have been great if it wasn't a cat. Yeah, that's some, what somebody said behind you, yeah, right? She's, that's what someone said. What did they say? Um, they, during memory? Yeah, during memory. They were like, this would be a really great performance if she wasn't a cat. Um, but... And you just turn around, like, was like that's yeah. the boat we're all in. But, um... I thought that Jennifer Hudson... She didn't have a ton to do. She, that was the thing, is they just did, like, a thousand images of her looking sad. Yeah. And then it would, like, pan away for an hour. And you know Jennifer Hudson can bring it acting-wise. Mm-hmm. I have seen Dreamgirls. That was an emotional roller coaster experience. And I'm going to she see was, Respect the Aretha Oh, movie. my God. But she's just... No, she's got acting chops. I mean, everyone talks yeah. about her voice, and her voice is, like, earth-shattering. But, like... She made me, like, ball in Dream Girl. She was amazing. She was just very committed and very in the world and all that stuff. So I don't doubt that she could have done that. But, like, any time they were looking at Grisabelle, it's just like, oh, look at this sad old whore of a cat. Because that's what the the character is. Yes. And she just kind of looked sad and taken aback. Mm -hmm. But they didn't give her any any scene to, like really explore like what she was going through and then in memory it's like oh she's going through a lot yeah there's a lot happening and she's there. such a complicated woman cat mm-hmm. but you don't get any of that beforehand which is like tom hooper's fault not hers yeah um agree tom hooper i would love 20 minutes in a room with tom <laughs> hooper today i would like i think that's a good transition to talking about how the cats look which the quick answer is bad not scary but i would say for me the fundamental problem is that they are not fluffy enough so they're (laughs) i'm serious i know i know you're serious their faces look too face shaped if they had made them fluffier i would see a little bit more cat action but the the fur is too short on everybody so it's just like everyone's wearing a tight fur leotard and then their feet and their hands are just human their feet and hands freaks me out yeah but they had to have feet and hands did they I don't know. I don't know. I don't make the rules. Oh, also the funniest scene, wait, the funniest scene I just remembered is the first time you see Grizabella, Jennifer Hudson, and everyone's like, 
can you believe that slut used to be our friend? And then she, like, turns away to go, but she gets down on all fours, and she, like, cat crawls away. That was so, like, demeaning to her as an actress. Everyone's laughing in the theater, and they're standing as she crawls away like a cat, but she's just a human woman crawling away, and I'm just like... It was so You funny. had to do di- something different with this blocking. Like, that's not going to work Just for have me. her walk away, which they have her do multiple times. She just, like, sadly kind of limps away. She kind away. of, like, skulks into the shadows, yeah. which I thought was an interesting, because I think the whole thing is she's living in the shadows, she's living in the margins, and then she comes into the moonlight and, like, says her shit, mm-hmm. which is, like, a beautiful thing. Um, but they could have done so much more with the one emotionally resonant part of the narrative yeah and they chose to not do that yes um i mean last one i guess francesca hayward who's not really a celebrity no but maybe will be she was i mean i thought she did a good job i thought i mean her dance she's a ballerina yeah her dancing so was lovely she was absolutely in capturing mm-hmm. to look at her move like to watch her dance was a treat i thought her voice was nice too i also thought that she was i i honestly like really enjoyed her like nice. i i thought that she was very like, obviously her dancing was good. Like, that's why she was cast. But I thought that she did a good job kind of leading us through the story without being distracting. Mm-hmm. But, like, holding her own as, like, a nubile character. I thought that was good. Yeah. Fine job, Francesca. Good job. <laughs> and you're like, I said fine job, not yeah, good job. Yeah, you're like, specifically I said fine, but. That's a lot of celebs. Yeah, it's a lot. And then it's just, like, there. all the people that, like, weren't celebs, too. Like, imagine just being a background cat in this movie. I hope one of them has a podcast and they talk about it. Like, what it was like. Yeah. Do you know what I thought about? Like, because we went to acting school, so we know what mm-hmm. it's like to be in, like, those rehearsal rooms. Mm-hmm. There's the mirrors and the I would sound love tiles. it to hear. I would love to be in there as they're blocking things with, like, Jason Derulo and, mm-hmm. like, all of these stars. But I would love if they just had some set cats just in the room. Just some cats. I would love that. Wandering around. It feels like it would help their performances. Or inspo. Yeah. And then you get to pet him every now and again. I occasionally get to give him a little scritch. A little screech. <laughs> I also think, though, I kind of disagree with you about how their fur was too short because most cats that I know are not super, super fluffy. I'm not saying most cats are fluffy. I'm saying these cats needed to be fluffier. <laughs> to make it more believable. To make it not as weird. I thought that the ones with less fur on their faces were more believable than the super fluffy ones. Interesting. But you may be right, I may be crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> then again... <laughs> Just might be a lunatic you're looking for. <laughs> oh, the day quill is is dropping off and the wine's kicking in. So Perfect. I feel like I need to go to the hospital. Perfect time. Um, yeah, I mean, fi- uh, not final, final thoughts, but to sum up, like, it was awful. You guys should go see it. I want everyone to have that experience of seeing it. It wasn't good. But it was bad, and I don't know what would have made it good. And again, that's were, the thing is there that, were like, moments I was bored. That was a big problem. I think this is the thing. This is the thing about the thing is that. Do you need tissue? No, I'm just sweating. Okay. <laughs> Sam's watching me take my shirt <laughs> and wipe my whole forehead with it because I can't put. I, can't, I don't want to open a window because mm-hmm. then the noise will get then in. It'll be for all you lovely listeners. We want good sound quality for you. Here's the thing. What were you saying? Here's the thing mm-hmm. is that I lost it. No, I found it. <laughs> um, I I haven't yet understood why Cats is popular. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to say like, I don't understand how this could be popular. Like, I am not an idiot. Mm-hmm. So 
I feel like if something was this popular for decades mm-hmm. on Broadway with mm-hmm. so many people in so many countries, obviously there's got to be something to it yes. that was really engrossing yeah. and universal Def- and spoke to people. Created the mega musical. Created the mega musical. Um, but no one yet has been able to explain to me why. Yeah. Like, Les Mis, you see that and you see an individual journey in the journey of rebellion and victory. Mm -hmm. You get to see the life and passion that exists Mm -hmm. in a a movement of people. And in there is also all of the, all of the different facets of that, your past, your loves, your Mm -hmm. passions, your beliefs, like you get this whole tapestry of what it means to fight for what you love. Yes. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. even if I didn't like Les Mis, which I do, by the way, like, even if I hated it, I would be like, but that's why I it get the speaks story. to people. Yes. Like, it just speak. it spoke to a generation. It speaks to theater kids mm-hmm. all the time. I completely understand why it's popular. I've never not, but even with musicals I don't like, I totally, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. It's just not for you. It's just maybe not for me, or it is for me, but I can always understand it. <laughs> I I have not yet been able to read something or hear from a friend or a peer why this is meaningful, mm-hmm. why it's important to them. Mm-hmm. I had glimpses of it mm-hmm. in this movie, obviously with memory, a little bit with Victoria and her new, like that storyline of her being abandoned. Yeah. And kind of like, what is your identity? And your identity being something that is like really explosive on the inside, mm-hmm. but can be very nuanced on the outside. And your identity being tied to your community and the people yes. that accept you. And that it's not about what you can accomplish, but the the quality of your soul. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what determines who gets to die valiantly. Yeah. So, fine, 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 fine. But I never hear any discussion about that. Like, that's, like, me grasping at straw. Is that it? Like, I just can't get anyone to sit down and tell me, like, this is why Cats Matters. Yeah. And I I was talking about this, actually, with my boyfriend after we saw Rise of Skywalker. I was like, my criteria for a movie being good is just, like, did it make me feel a thing? Yeah. Did Did I feel a feeling from this? Yep. And, like, Cats didn't really make me feel a feeling except just being confused. Confusion. Yep. You know what I mean? There were moments that made me feel things. I didn't feel that much. And the, the moment I would start to feel something, Judy Dench would rub her face against Jennifer yes. Hudson. And then I'd be like, memory, I'm out of it. And then you'd see, like, the blocking around her and you'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm back I just out. lost it. Not feeling any feelings anymore. Yeah. So, I think but, that's true. Uh, but you should see it. But we highly recommend you seeing it and yeah. then tweeting us about it. Please. Because what else are you going to do? At I'm Horrified Pod. What was your favorite and least favorite moment of Cats? I mean, the best number, I believe, is Shimbleshanks the Railway Cat. Agreed. Showstopper. And the best thing is that he, that cat, because I knew he was coming, I understood why there was one cat who was wearing pants the whole time. He's a railway cat. Because he's a railway cat, so obviously he's working. Obviously. He needs pants. But, like, if I hadn't been familiar with that, I just would have been like, why is just one cat wearing red pants? Rebel Wilson gets, like, a unitard. That's fair enough. Um, but so I think that's the best number. 
And for me, the worst number was the new number that Taylor Swift wrote. I thought it was slow and boring, and I was bored during it. That's fair. My, um, obviously my favorite is Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks? Shimbleshanks? Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. Played by Stephen McRae, who is an Australian ballet dancer. He was working for it. He was. He was tap dancing his he little He was butt working off. for it. That was very entertaining. Um, I guess if I had to pick a different fave, um, I really enjoyed uh, Rumple Teaser and What's His Face? Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry, which I think is the two of us Mungo in cat form. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. The song is stupid, but I just enjoyed the staging of it. No, it, and was, it was fun. That was a fun number. They were both killing it with, I think they're both like very unknown. So yeah. They're like actual theater kids, like really giving it their all. And it showcased Francesca Hayward's dancing. Yeah. And... It, it was fun and mischievous and unexpected. The joy of cats like made the most sense to me in that and in the sh- in the Skimbleshanks thing. Least fave. I mean, where to start? Um, in Jenny Andy Dots's number, there's you've probably seen it on Twitter. There's these like cockroaches <laughs> and mice that are choreographed. Yeah, and they're played by, like, children and people, which is It very... looks like an acid trip, but, like, lo-fi. It's, yeah. like, so, like, it's, like, the production of it is so shitty and mm-hmm. weird. I'm, like, just do something else. Do anything else. Like, it just, it looked so bad. And, it, like, if I was high at that po- mm-hmm. moment, it's that's when I would have, like, ran into the street screaming because mm-hmm. it would have, like, fucked with my head too much. Yeah. Um. Thank goodness neither of us made that choice. No, we were just drunk. Not, yeah, I mean, <laughs> much, please drink. Just refrain from any other substances. Much more calm. Um, yeah. Takeaway. Takeaway thoughts. Let's ra- let's take her home. Let's take her home. Um, I mean, you guys should see it. It wasn't good. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say. I don't have anything else to say. I will watch it again when it's on DVD. You will. I think I will because I think... I won't. I think we could come up with a really solid drinking game for it. That's fair enough. A really, really solid one. That's fair enough. But I wouldn't pay to see it in theaters twice. I think... But once it, it's on the Amazon Prime, perhaps. That's fair enough. I think it is the best example of why live theater will always be intrinsic to communities and artistic communities. Yeah. There is something about live theater... That makes cats That good. clearly communicated through to people mm-hmm. in that phones off like the sacred temple of being in a dark room with a bunch of people all focusing on something and you Mm -hmm. can't focus on anything else clearly that's where it worked and it so fucking didn't work here yeah so i think maybe it's proof that the magic theater is real the magic of theater is real and it really is like there's something about like watching people move and interact and become different seeing it in front of you that is just and there's some, there's many things that film can't, film can do way better than theater. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be theater that's doing it. And it's just as emotional. It's just as real. Like, I don't, I don't like it when people like knock art forms against each other. Like, I've seen TV shows that are as high art as like some Broadway shows that mm-hmm. I've seen. And I've seen some plays that are more powerful than films. Yeah. And some films that are more powerful than plays. Like, it doesn't matter what the medium is, but you got to pick the right one. Absolutely true. And they didn't. And they didn't in this case. So now we all have to live with what we did to each other. Yeah. 
So that's our cats react, you guys. That's our cats react. We'll be back next week with more Some real content, regularly scheduled episodes. <laughs> Some sober real content. Well, we can never really promise. No, but happy 2020. Happy 2020. That's um, really fun. Embrace the nonsense and make your own choices. Tweeted us if you saw cats. Yeah, send us an email. Um, in the new year, we'd love to do more. Um, your horrified listener stories. Yes. Your horrifieds. So please email us at I'm horrified at nope. Adam Horrified Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. I'm not going to cut it out. You nope, just have to listen here. to the whole thing. Drunk episodes, we don't Drunk edit. episodes, we get a break. Woo. Um, but yeah, and thank you guys for being on this journey with us. And we're looking forward to more. And we're looking forward to the fact that we never have to watch Cats again if we don't want to. Yeah. But until next week, we hope you stay horrified. Stay horrified. Meow. <laughs> Thank you.